Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to episode three yeah. of Mum and Mama. So we're going to birth this one, aren't we? Yes, this is our birth, pregnancy and birth stories. Yes. Birth podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So what to expect when you're expecting. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and we talk a bit about placenta encapsulation. File. Which is an hypnobirthing. File. All very exciting hippie things. Yeah. And I talk about drugs, probably. Probably. Like, in terms oh, of like what, what, what drugs I had when I was birthing. Yeah. Not drugs. <laughs> Full stop. Let's just get that right. And breastfeeding. We talk about breastfeeding. Yeah, we talk about boobies a lot. Boobies. Boobies. And co-sleeping. Yeah. We yeah. cover a lot of ground. Very important items when you're talking about yeah. boobies and giving birth, basically. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. We've just got to keep saying that. We've just got to subscribe. Mum and mama. Mum and mama. Who's mum? You. Yes, there we go. So I'm I'm the beta, aren't I, in this relationship? Do you no. think? What do you think? We'll figure that. Maybe we'll we can f- figure that out. Maybe you can figure this end. out for us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Little project. A project for you. A little bit of homework. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Enjoy. Subscribe. Yes, subscribe. Bye. Bye. Hi there, Amy. <laughs> Hi, Harry. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right. How's your week been? Oh, um, yeah, it's been all right. It was my eldest daughter Lola's ninth birthday <gasps> on Monday. Nine years old. You nine have a nine-year-old old daughter. Nine-year-old daughter. You have a nine-year-old daughter yeah. even. Nine years ago, I had my first baby. How was that? Um, it was all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My labour wasn't all right. I was going to say, my how pregnancy did you have a... wasn't all right. Well, the plan was I was going to have a water birth at a midwife-led centre <laughs> at um, on the Isle of Dogs. <laughs> what like uh, in the Thames? I can't even remember what the hospital's called. My memory's so bad. But it's the only midwife-led centre. So that's when you go. They haven't got any equipment. There's no doctors there. So it's just it's all natural. Okay. So my labour started. It was on a Monday. And I remember it started about 12 noon. I started getting the pains. And I remember sitting in my front room. I had one of the medicine balls. Oh, God. And I was bouncing up and down on that. But my piles hurt more <gasps> than my contractions. I've that's one of the, That was one of the worst things, actually, about pregnancy. You got piles? I got piles. Yeah, when I was pregnant, I did. I don't even know what that is. Didn't you get piles? No, definitely didn't. Shut get... up. I no. thought everyone got them when they were pregnant. I definitely didn't get piles, I That think. was the worst thing. It just feels like someone's shoving a knife up your ass. Oh, Honestly, it's... Fuck... My cousin... Can you like out the back door? <laughs> fucking knife. My cousin, bless her, she gets them when she's got her period. <clears throat> So she's always... What's your cousin's name? Okay. <laughs> Katie Bullman. Um, oh, no, she's not that. She got married, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so, that yeah, but that was one of the worst. And they don't tell you. There's so many things they don't tell you what about they t- being they didn't pregnant. tell you you had piles. No, they didn't tell... Well, I didn't... It's all the pressure, isn't it? It's the pressure of the baby pushing down on you. Mm-hmm. I didn't get them till right towards the end, but that was the what that they fucking hurt. They so, really hurt. So you're bouncing on the ball. So I'm bouncing on the ball in my front room were you full watching term? the telly. They were both my babies were two weeks late. I think Lola was thirteen <gasps> days late and Juno was fourteen days late. Lazy bastards. We were all late. <laughs> were so you? yeah I was two weeks late and my sisters were both late. Um but yeah, so that was that was on the Monday. But after and my mum, I got my mum over. We were all kind did. of getting ready. But then it got to about six o'clock, 
and it kind of stopped. So I was a bit like, oh, okay. So I went and we were both slept in the settee, me and my mum. Yeah. Because I was kind of waiting for things to happen. And then it was the next day, like 24 hours later, it started again. And then we went to the, that's when I went into the midwife hospital. Yeah. So this was now on the Tuesday. So we got there and I got in. I had, so you've got your own private room. Yeah. It's it was really nice. Like it's definitely the way to go if, if you're confident in your yeah. pregnancy and whatever. So we were in the. Um, womb. In the, yeah, confident in your womb. In your womb. And they have like a big jacuzzi type tub in there so I got in that was on the gas and air in the bath so that was all really lovely but then I got to so they obviously they examine you but they don't they don't interfere too much they kind of just let you get on with it that's kind of the whole ethos behind it it's all very it's a natural thing that's happening you know they're not they want it all to be very relaxed and at this point I have closed my legs (laughs) wincing slightly (laughs) so so they examined me and the thing with the water birth is Sometimes it can slow things down. Sometimes it can speed it up. Sometimes it can slow it down. And they said that it slowed my labour down because I basically hadn't changed. I think I was three centimetres when I got there and I was still three centimetres like however many hours later. So then they, um, and I think, did we stay there the night? No, we didn't. So anyway, they ended up breaking my waters. And when they broke my waters, there was poo. There was meconium so the baby's she pooed in me so then once that happens you have to go to hospital because the baby had then has to be monitored just in case they ingest any of it so you have to be basically strapped to a bed it's horrendous so i got transferred to um queen mary okay because that's like the nearest hospital so i got transferred there is it it's um the one in mile end yeah well, Whitechapel. Whitechapel. Is it Queen Mary, isn't it? No, it's, it's not Queen Is it? The London. The London. London Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, weirdly, is where my sister Claire was born, so my oh, mum's wow. first baby. And my dad's mum used to work there oh. as well. Yes. Because that's around the corner from yeah. where. My mum and dad, oh, no, they didn't meet opposite. They met on the road that it's on. But, um, sorry, I'm just sipping oh. coffee. Right. But anyway, so I basically went from a five-star hotel room, essentially to a broom closet in the London hospital. And this was because they've rebuilt it yeah, now. Yeah, they have, and it looks much better. And it was being rebuilt at the time that I had Lola, but we were still in the old part, and it was awful. And the midwife that I had had a real issue, because the midwife from the uh, birthing centre travelled with me in the ambulance to the hospital and kind of handed over. Yeah. And she had a real issue with the fact that I'd been to this midwife centre and really didn't like the midwife that had brought me in and really then didn't like me. So that was awful because it was just, I'd gone from this really relaxing, beautiful, calming atmosphere where everything was lovely to this really old, dark, musty, depressing room with this midwife with a massive attitude problem. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And by this time... She didn't get the forceps out, did she? Oh, (laughs) I'd been in labour for days like it this was all like really I, I my labor started properly I guess on the Tuesday morning and I had Lola on the Thursday morning but anyway so then so this was now on the Wednesday so I asked for an epidural because I'd gone from a very much I'm not going to have any drugs yeah, I'm going to be you, you know though, can you I'm going to do everything that's a lot yeah but and oh they induced me Okay. So so because the baby had pooed in me, you have to be monitored. So you have to be laying on the bed. You're kind of strapped to the machine that's monitoring baby's heartbeat yeah. in case it gets into distress. So I'd gone from being able to move around freely to just having to lay in a... It's not a natural position. Like when you have a baby, you just want to be kind of like in a squat position yeah. or on your knees or just moving around but you don't want to be kind of laying down no. back to a bed it's just not the one no because that's where all the weight is no totally yeah but anyway so I had to be strapped to this bed and then they're like we're going to induce you to kind of move things along because where she'd pooed in me they have to get them out quicker so my contractions kind of went from a two to a ten in a matter of minutes like it was absolutely horrendous and so I was like I've got to have an epidural because I can't I can't do this no. like it was i was in so much pain they gave me an epidural when it didn't work i was gonna say they're not allowed to do that now are they what give you an epidural not not whilst you're so many so many hours on from um giving birth oh really no, no. oh like i had an epidural it didn't work 
So then I had another one <gasps> and that worked. And that worked. And I did actually manage to sleep for a bit. So I think this was like the early hours of the Thursday morning, like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And then I kind of managed to sleep for a few hours. And then the I went from, while I was sleeping, I went up to nine centimetres because I was still at three centimetres or something. Yeah. It, just, it just wasn't happening. So, yes, yeah, so I was nine centimetres and everyone rushed in the room because it was happening. She did have, I had forceps, <gasps> forceps. But at this time, I was like, I not feel it anyway. Well, no, that, that, that was a weird thing because I could feel it. Oh, the yeah. Epidur- yeah, my I had, I had an epidural with both of them and both times it just kind of took the edge off. I could still feel everything. I could feel my legs. I could feel the baby coming out. I could feel everything, but it just kind of took the edge off of the pain. Oh. So I, and the one thing I really remember is that when I could feel her head there, I, it honestly felt like a bowling ball. And that was trying to come out of my ass, oh, And I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I kind of, in a way, just kind of relaxed a bit. And I was like, oh, it's all right. It's not, it's not going to, it's not going to come out. And then it came out. Do you out. know what I mean? But then, obviously, she did come out. And that, I, don't, I can't remember if they cut me. Oh, I think they did cut me. Geez, but I didn't feel that. Do Jesus you know what I mean? Christ. I remember the guy sewing me up after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so I had her, and the actual pushing out, and that was, I think I was just so over it, because I've been going for days, yeah, that I just wanted her out, oh, and I, I had, I think she was born at 10.34 on a Thursday morning, oh God. weighing eight pounds four. I thought mine was pretty five. exciting. How was yours? So I I was, uh, um, I had IVF. So, so how long, how many, you had two rounds of IVF, So right? I had two rounds of IVF, but they were split between a couple of years because I had some operations in between. But, um, yeah, my last round um, at Homerton was a pretty, pretty much a nightmare because they, everything that went wrong could go wrong from um, them giving me, uh, to stimulate, overstimulating my um, eggs, my ovaries to get more eggs. Yep. To them not taking them out, so they were over mature. You know, I had like a catalogue of errors. So when I went back to Homerton, they said that they would give me another round free. Oh, that's good. Um, which I was like delighted with. But then they said that they would try that round. Um, and I can remember going in and having um, having it put back in. And I had um, acupuncture as well. And I do believe that that was one of the reasons why I did get pregnant. Because yeah. I had acupuncture before I went and had I had acupuncture about a year and a half and then I had acupuncture on the day of my embryo transfer and when it was transferred I went back straight away yeah and she did another session and it's supposed to stimulate your I've heard a lot of people yeah, say that blood. that's really helped yeah them. helps any stagnant so with the IVF across. what yeah. do they do they take the eggs out fertilize them outside yes. and then put them back in and put them back in yeah however many uh, embryos you have how many so how many did you I had have two back in okay so I was allowed to have two yeah luckily I got pregnant I was but it was never supposed to happen it all went wrong I had over mature you know eggs I it was just a nightmare but I so happened to get pregnant and I had twins and then I lost one at 10 weeks yeah and then obviously little Idris survived and I had a, an amazing pregnancy it was really good until I went in for a routine checkup and they said you're not going anywhere and I'd literally come from work into yeah. Homerton how so you're not going many anywhere. weeks were you I think I was about 34 32 33 okay. possibly so it's quite not yeah not not to like towards the end but not yeah not quite yeah there. um and then I'd just come from work gone in no you've got preeclampsia oh so fuck. I was like but there was nothing but wrong with me not, did you could you not tell because don't you get you really swell up with that don't you but I wasn't you don't know no my feet were fine my hands were fine everything that was no telltale signs however they they had said at the time you are literally on the borderline of having a heart attack Oh my god! And I was like, okay. I had nothing. I had no clothes. I didn't have any bags or anything. Yeah. So I, uh, I was admitted to hospital. Went to hospital, and strapped up to monitors and all the rest of it. 
And I stayed in the delivery ward for two weeks. <gasps> so I saw and I used to hear women coming in, screaming, oh, obviously, going through labour. And I was still there, like, <laughs> days later <laughs> with my ham sandwich and my coffee. Oh. And, you know, like, having conversations with people about having babies, but I never obviously went anywhere. Yeah, And then... Um, the Sandra... What do they do for pre-cancer? Can they treat it or have no, you just got to, just got to monitor ride it, it out? You just got to yeah. monitor it. Because if anything, if I think if the, if the placenta moves away, then that's when the oxygen doesn't get to the baby yes. and that's when you can have problems. You have what? Enabled. Um, do you want to open it? Oh, Alexa's just piped oh, up. Alexa, hey. turn off. Bye, Alexa. Stop getting involved in, yeah. my, in my IVF story. What actually is preeclampsia? I don't actually know, you know. But... <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> um, I don't actually know. All I know is, um, obviously, it's a bit of a silent killer. Yeah. Um, I know in my situation, it can... It, they they kept talking about heart attacks quite a lot. Because your blood pressure rises so, so right, rapidly. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously that has an effect on the baby and the and the birth of the and you know obviously when the baby comes out because if they can't breathe straight away then that's obviously when they've got to have intervention yeah um, and that's what happened I was in hospital for two weeks my consultant Sandra Watson who'd seen me before IVF yeah she said she saw my name on a list and couldn't believe it was me because she had told me I would never ever be able to have children oh ever. My God. Um, and she'd actually referred me for IVF at the time, but she said she, when she saw my name, she couldn't believe it and she had to come and see if it was really me. Yeah. She came up to the ward, she spoke to me, sat down, we had a little conversation. I'd explained I hadn't been out. I I mean, I hadn't even bought a pram, I hadn't bought anything. Yeah. I hadn't sorted out the house, I hadn't been home. Yeah. I literally left, left, um, for work and then ended up in hospital. So she said I could go home for the night. Yeah. So Marvin came to pick me up. I just wanted to have a shower and I wanted to clean the house. That's all I wanted to do. So I got in the shower and as I got in the shower, I started to bleed. Oh, fuck. And then I shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) Not not like you shit yourself, but I did shit myself. In the shower? Not really in the shower. But, you know, I I I honestly thought, oh, fuck, I've really fucked it up. Like, I've I've asked to come home. And it was one of the most stressful things. Yeah, um, I couldn't get hold of Marvin. I couldn't get hold of anybody. And luckily, my friend Aisha drove from Hackney to Woodford, picked me up, and drove me back to Hackney, uh, where I was admitted yeah. into, into hospital. Um, it was really touch and go because I, I, I kept thinking I couldn't feel my baby. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. You know, I'd obviously had IVF, and the, it was such a you know, eleven years of yeah. having a child. I've wanted to have a child, not had a child, and then I suddenly couldn't feel my my baby, and I was in a panic, and I was having, oh. I was really distressed. I went back into the delivery plumbing part, and they strapped you all up, and um, I think they gave me a sandwich, and the surgeon came in and he said, because they listened and they could find they found a faint heartbeat. They yeah. Said, we need to take you down. We need to do yeah. an emergency caesarean. Yeah. And I said, okay. And they said, if you have anything to eat. And I went, yeah, I've had a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, well, we can't operate on you. Yeah. We can't, we, can't, we can't take the baby. And I was like, what, just because of one ham sandwich? <laughs> they were like, yeah, just because of one ham sandwich, uh-huh. you can't. So it was the next day. It was about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I went down. I had my... Um, I had my injection. Uh, we had refused vitamin K at the yeah. time, so that you caused that. yeah that caused controversy. <laughs> they told me that I was going to kill my baby <laughs> and all sorts. Marvin got taken to one part of the hospital. I was taken to another. We were given. We were read the right act. Yeah. Um, suddenly, I was given my injection in the back, and it, I was given my injection by somebody who was learning. So she was an anaesthetist. She did, she trained. She was in training. Yeah. And I can remember feeling like, fuck my oh. life. I have literally just been through the most horrific through <laughs> however many weeks. And I've got like a trainee giving me like 
my injection in my back and then they're going to cut me open. Oh. Great. But she was fine. It was great. So how, far, how many weeks pregnant were you at this point? I was 30, 35. Okay. Yeah. And um, they cut. So it's a really weird situation. So obviously there's like lots of people in the room. Yeah. You get, you know, you get the sort of screen over you. You can, it's not that you can feel the cut. Yeah. But you can feel something weird. Yeah. Then you can feel them like rummaging around in your stomach, like <laughs> you're going in your bag. <laughs> like, that's kind of like the feeling. That's the yeah. only way I could describe it. And obviously Idris was born and then he didn't breathe. Yeah. And that's when panic fucking sets yeah. in. And apparently he was doing, like, he was trying to breathe, but he couldn't breathe. At which point I was, uh, my blood pressure had gone so high that I had to be taken one way and Idris was taken another. Oh my God. So he was taken to um, um, ICU and I was taken back to the delivery room. <laughs> you like it there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see my baby for 24 hours. No way. No, because I was hooked up to those monitors. They had, I had to have two nurses um, sat around me. Oh. God. I was in serious trouble. Fuck. Um, I, like, yeah, it was real touch and go oh. for me. Why didn't they bring him to you to have a look at it? Couldn't, because he was in an incubator. Oh, my God. So then um, the next, I think it was like next day, or the next day after, I managed to get to see him, and that's when, you know, we realised we were really lucky. My placenta had already started to move away. Oh, and goodness. Idris was, yeah, he was, he was in distress. So, yeah. yeah, he's my little miracle baby. He oh. survived. He survived more things than probably most <laughs> uh, naughty days of. Including having ham sandwich. Yeah. But that was, um, yeah, those were like, but I loved being pregnant. See, I hated being pregnant. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> how can you hate? I loved it. Because I was so sick. My first pregnancy... The sickness kicked in literally two weeks after. I found out I was pregnant straight away because we were trying. Ah. So I literally did a pregnancy test because I'm, I'm never late. I'm always no. like a couple of days early. Mm. And um, I think I actually did a pregnancy test the day that I was due on and it was negative. But then I didn't come on and I waited another day. I was like, no, this isn't this right. This isn't right. So I did another one and I was pregnant. <clears throat> and literally two weeks later, we'd been out. And we've been to Soho House. Oh, yeah. And they have the cow shed oh, hand soaps. and yeah, swanky yeah. Thing, I was with me, yeah. posh mates. Of course. And, um, and I really liked the, the smell of the soaps. I thought, I'm going to get that some for home. So I got some for home. And the day it came, my morning sickness <gasps> kicked in. And to this day, I still can't smell the smell of the cow shed products. Oh. It still makes me feel sick. My, really? Yeah. My, my morning sickness was horrendous with... Lola, it lasted 16 weeks, and Juno, it lasted 20 weeks. <gasps> I was in bed with migraines with Lola probably for three months. I was pretty much, I was kind of doing some stuff, but not a lot. I spent most of the time in bed. The only thing that stopped me feeling sick was eating, so I ate a lot. I think yeah, I put on that. four stone with Lola I did and five stone pic- with Juno. Was that the picture looking like Patch Up? <laughs> no, that was when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> I look when I, <clears throat> I look like I ate myself. Oh, that's when well, you look like Victoria Woods. Victoria Woods, yeah. I was ten stone when I got pregnant with Juno, and I went up to fifteen stone. So I put 15 on half stone. Yeah, I put on half my body weight. Oh my and god! And I didn't eat anything for the first half of the pregnancy. For the first twenty weeks, I couldn't keep anything down. I was sick so much. But you're a midget. So I put on five stone in twenty weeks. Oh no, I look well sexy. I did pregnant. Oh, I I well nice. Horrendous. Oh, I look lovely. <laughs> Were you just all bump? I was all bump. I was just all everything. And obviously arse as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of arse and a big old bump. That's what I was. Loved it. I felt like I felt good. Yeah. I didn't feel... I didn't really have morning sickness or anything oh, like that. So lucky. Didn't have it. I didn't have it. But, I'd, but then again, I wasn't sure if that was because... I don't know whether... I mean, IVF babies are... Like different, like that's why I had to have a cesarean because it was an IVF because they implant it and it's a lot lower. Oh, really? So you can't, yeah. Usually, I mean, I think it's about nine times out of ten you can't yeah. have a natural birth, so that's okay. why they um, that's why they do a cesarean. 
But yeah, no, it didn't have any moisture. It didn't have any problems. Didn't I? I don't even think I had any cravings, to be honest. I craved ice. And that's a lack of iron. That's an iron deficiency yeah. I found out after. My mum used to eat coal and weed. I ate <laughs> rocket. I used to get bags of rocket and eat it like crisps with Juno. Rocket? Was, yeah, like rocket salad. Really? Yeah, because that's just that really strong taste. Again, I think that's probably something to do with iron. You've probably, to be yeah. fair. Weirdo. Old wives' tales. They say that it's pregnancies are worth with girls because it's yeah. the same hormones. Yeah, totally. I've heard that though. I've heard, and it but get... I have heard it the other way as well. So I never, but I do tend to think that people that are more sick do tend to have girls than. Hmm. And you're supposed to get more heartburn with boys, aren't you? Yeah, I did get heartburn, but I thought they said something about heartburn was about the hair. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, mine, but these... did just have hair? Yeah, but loads of hair. Yeah, mine did. Have he did look like a hair. bird though when he was bird. bird. <laughs> he was like it was about five pound, four pounds something, five oh, pounds. He was like God. fit in your hand, literally fit in your hand. He was tiny. He's tiny. It's so. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing nice. that they're so little. No, it's like a giant. <laughs> well, was Lola was eight five and Juno was eight eleven. They were both quite big. Quite but big. considering how much weight I put on, they weren't that big. Flipping heck, you really chunked it on. Well, I I just wanted cheese sandwiches, ice cream. When I after oh, I had Lola, my. I did Weight Watchers to lose the weight. And I did found you, out. Did yeah. you do Marjorie toss? <laughs> fatty, fatty. <laughs> I found out that these these um like Sunday <laughs> things from Marks and Spencers, like these chocolate Sundays, were near enough my whole day's point allowance. What? Yeah, and I was like, well, no fucking wonder I put on so much weight. Like, I mean, I never looked at the calories, obviously, when I was getting stuff because I just you want to oh eat it and you eat God, it. Oh my God, Amy. With Juno, I had to but wear you're like a midget. I know. <gasps> But it, it be was like rolling you down the hill. It was unbelievable. Like a barrel. I had to wear my ex's shoes with Juno. He's like I think he's a size nine because my I'm, I'm a size four to five. But I couldn't my feet. I just couldn't get my feet in Cause any so of fat. my shoes. Yeah, because I was just so swollen. I'm fat. And it always <laughs> it's like you've got a constant hangover. That's what it's like. You just feel a bit shit. Then obviously it can be like with the sickness and the headaches. And... God, I just never had any of that. I just loved it. I loved being... Because I, I never really bought maternity outfits. Like, I, so all of the stuff that I've got, I just obviously, because I've got a bit of lycra. Um, <laughs> um, but everything, yeah, just was... I just was all bumps. I didn't really... It didn't really affect me like that. I didn't have to get new clothes. I didn't have to... Tough to do any of it. The only thing that did get rather large was my nose. No. Yeah, that's what they say. Your nose spreads when you're oh pregnant. Oh my god, really? Yeah, apparently. You should look at pictures. Yeah, I've my got a big nose anyway. Though, so have I. Really noticed. Yeah, but you got like a long. I got like a fat nose. Mine like spreads across my face. Um, but apparently oh that's god. that's what happened, and that's definitely what happened to me. Did you get more hairy? Did you have to shave more? Oh, Amy, it's a bit personal. <laughs> I think I got. I felt more hairy. No, no, I felt no. quite sexy. I felt quite liberated. Oh, I felt fucking awful. I would, and that's in order because I, I loved being pregnant in the sense that I had a baby. Yeah, but I just hated feeling so shit all the time. And I used to look at people like my friend Emma when she was three months pregnant. I was bigger than her at one month pregnant. Like, <laughs> you know, like people don't know they're pregnant. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, people don't know they're no. pregnant until they're six, seven months gone. And Some I'm people, like, yeah, yeah. How the fuck? How the yeah. fuck? Can it be so different? From each woman. Yeah. Yeah, no. It is mad. And it's like, I guess it's like your hormones, the baby, the situation you're in, if you've got stress. It's all those yeah. type of things. It's not... Um, like we're all, all very different, aren't we? Well, I've always I've always had really shit periods, mm. so that was annoying because I thought, well, maybe I've just had shit periods, but then I'll have really good pregnancies. But it was like, no. no. If I have a fucking bad menopause, I tell you. Well, that's not far <laughs> from around the corner. Shut is up. It? Um, uh, but yeah, mine was all. It's just all hormonal. Yeah. I at one Did you point have sex whilst you were pregnant. I was really horny when I was <gasps> with Juno. Yeah. I can't remember so much with Lola, but I definitely remember being really horny with Juno. But yeah, 
Yeah, I, yeah. I was up not to for a the point. first bit, no. obviously, because I was really sick. But yeah. then after the sickness stopped, yeah. and then towards the end, I just wasn't at all. Well, towards the end, you just well, I just showed. I was literally inside my house. <laughs> yeah, they so were... that weren't happening. No, but I think I still was. I still, <laughs> I still tried. <laughs> Victoria would. Oh my god! Oh, slap me on my bum with my Woman's Weekly. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in the shower at my old place, and it was when I was pregnant with Juno. And I was a bit like, I don't actually know if I can do this because it all came flooding back when, I mean, obviously the whole thing about pregnancies and births and all the horror stories, like I had another one. Do you know what I mean? So whatever happened, yeah, yeah, you, it wasn't. You no, soon forget that. As soon do. as you have that baby, but you're just you're you know, gonna remember something, so it's well, gonna be traumatizing. Morning sickness kicked back in. I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, what have I done? And at one point, I was a bit like, I don't know if I can go through with this. No. I don't know if I can go through with this again. Mm. Like I had to because I was breastfeeding Lola when I got pregnant with Juno, and that's when I stopped breastfeeding her. I mean, I didn't want to be. I wasn't going to be breastfeeding two babies. No. Do you know what I mean? So I knew that I had to stop before Juno yeah, was born yeah. anyway. And she was old enough. She was like two. Yeah. But I, it, I remember just being in bed and I was like, I can't, I can't keep anything down. So I can't be producing milk to feed no. her. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, I only at this point I was only feeding her at night anyway because yeah. she was obviously eating and drinking. But it was just at night. It was like a comfort thing. Um, so I had to stop feeding Lola because I was like, I can't. No, I can't be feeding her. No, I used to love breastfeeding. I, breastfed. I loved breastfeeding. I love. I, I really did. That was one of the things that I enjoyed most. I think I breastfed Idris until he was two, yeah, more or less, and then he stopped taking from the right, and he would only take from the left. And obviously, <laughs> that's when I found out. That's that's when I found the lump. Oh, my that's God. That's when I found my lump in my right breast, and that's when that all started to make sense because he would not take from the right breast whatsoever. So would you not? were you not making milk in that breast then? I was. You but were, but it... It just would not. He would not take at all. No. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. No, and he obviously at two, some of it is just comfort, obviously because they're eating and their, you know, their their, their diet is is yeah. away from you know just milk. But yeah. So a lot of it was comfort, which is why I thought it was really strange. Yeah. Very strange that you that he just wouldn't, and that's when I discovered a lamp, and they did think it was a a block milk duct. Yes. That's yeah. What they said. Yeah. And that's when that all sort of kicked off, but that it is quite. I don't know, breastfeeding is a, and I know some women, um, you know, they just can't take to it or they don't yeah. want to do it or, you know, but I I remember being in hospital and Idris was given to me, f- like, from the incubator and I was desperate to try yeah. breast, um, I was desperate to feed him and there was this amazing woman who was the breastfeeding, like, nurse 
and she'd come and sit with you and she'd come and show you how to do stuff. And I remember just getting myself into such a state about it. Yeah. I had mastitis. What was it called? Mastitis. Mastitis. Oh, it was so painful. Oh, it was awful where you, you know, you just get oh, rock yes. hard. Oh, yes. I had that when I was fucking pregnant. Oh, it's Standing in a shower trying to get all... Oh, oh cabbage. Did cabbage. you have like, cabbage leaves in your oh, bra? That all was those, amazing how much that helped, though, Oh, it? God, all of those things. <laughs> and I remember this, this woman just saying, you know, she was really calm and very, you know, together and... You know, and I was wailing in the corner. She's oh. like, you know, you'll get it, you'll get it. You just got to try each day. And I was there for about two weeks, I think. And after the second week, I got it. And yeah. I just didn't want to ever let that go. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. I don't, that's the one thing I remember like enjoying the most. Yeah, I didn't I care Christ where I did it. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't interested in who the was, first you time know. you did it, did you feel? No, strangely yeah. enough, yeah. not because I'd. I think because my family are quite, you know, quite open about things like that. You know, quite yeah. open about. You know, I I remember my mum. She's talking about breastfeeding us and breastfeeding my brother and sister. So it's part of. It's just part of the conversation. Yeah, and it's something that I really wanted to do. It's something that I that yeah. was my thing. So I think it's just perseverance and. Being quite confident yes. that your child needs feeding yeah. and you've just got to feed your kid. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if your boob pops out and a nip knot, that's all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. What are you going to do? And I was in, I think I was in Woodford and we'd gone out for a walk and I was in the cafe. And I think, you know, I think that, that was the first time. Yeah. And I mean, it. I think you look around feeling like always oh, everybody looking at my breast, but yeah. they're not. It's not a sexual thing. No. It's a, oh, God, you no. Know, it's, it's, I don't think anyone pays any attention. No, I anyway, don't. Not, not, you no. feel like people are looking, but no one's no, looking. No, you do look like, feel like... Well, I yeah. look, I love seeing... Uh, <laughs> I, had, I went out for you. coffee the so other day, and there was pervert. a woman sitting behind me, and I was just... It's just such a lovely thing. It is. To see. If I see it, like, I'll always go up and I say, do you want a drink, do you want a water? Because yeah. I remember people doing that for me. Yeah. And it's quite a nice thing because you just you can't go anywhere, can you? No. You just sat there. I'll cut up your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. at night, that was the easiest thing, though. Having yeah. a kid, having a baby, co-sleeping. We had one of those beds on the end, you know, the... Yeah, yeah. The, I can't remember what it was called. Like you stick it on the yeah. side, yeah. I mean, you just roll over, there you go, roll yeah. back. Bob's your uncle. Off to sleep again. All that making bottles and, oh my God, I just couldn't have done it. Yeah, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I could, yeah, and I didn't have to deal with all that shit. I mean, I suppose the only upside is that if you've got a partner, yeah, then they can feed as well. It's not all on you, no. Because if I you're breastfeeding, express. it's all on you. See, I couldn't express. I felt like I, I just felt like a factory, though. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a milk factory. It was a bit weird. It's weird... I did, yeah, it's that. Yeah, it is a bit. I still remember what that feels well, like actually. But I just the the girls fed fine, but that pump I literally got like a <laughs> centimeters worth. I'd sit there for forty five fucking minutes, and I'd get a centimeters worth, and it just was soul destroying. <laughs> I'm not laughing, Amy, but you've got the right the wrong shape boobs <laughs> for that extraction. <laughs> you've got like long boobs. <laughs> And you've got full boobs. <laughs> yeah, I did. But they were they were big when I was pregnant, though. They were, they were, my tits were all right were when they? I was pregnant. Well, yeah, you were like 15, 16 yeah. stoned. It was half of it was in my tits. <laughs> oh, I missed my boobs. Yeah, they were. But, but it's just that. I think it's the action on the nipple, I guess, isn't it? Because I had... I've always been a strong advocate for breastfeeding. So, so I'm like, that's yeah. why you've got boobs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But I found it really hard. And I found that really hard because it was so upsetting because I was like this is I really want to breastfeed yeah that's how I felt it, yeah. it hurt I felt like people were sticking pins in my fucking nipples yeah. while they were on fire <laughs> yeah and I'm like how the fuck this is what they're supposed to do like how the fuck can it hurt so much yeah. like that's not right and it is a weird sensation 
it's like a weird it's it's a little bit like I'm not sure if I I, I don't like that yeah I don't, I don't get get off I want to do it but get off yeah. get the fuck off it just, I remember sitting there crying yeah is it hurts so much but then someone said to me nipple shields and they always like they were kind of like no you shouldn't use them because it confuses the baby <laughs> but I was a bit like I've got to fucking give it a go and they saved my life Did like you have to like strap your boobs up <laughs> fuck off <laughs> You just stick the little nipple shield over your oh, nipples no. and then they were on that and it stopped hurting. Doesn't and then I suppose they toughen up. I yeah. don't know. And then I was absolutely fine. You were full but the steam ahead. weird thing was, was I'd obviously, I'd been breastfeeding for over two years. I stopped breastfeeding Lola for six months. I think it was, yeah, it must have been six months. And then I had Juno and it, I went back right back to the start again. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had to get the nipple shields again and everything. I was like, well, I thought once they toughened up, It'd be fine, but it didn't work like that. Work they like went that, back to, so I had to use the nipple shields again. I mean, it obviously was a lot easier the second time because I knew what I was doing yeah. and I'd already experienced it, so I didn't stress out because yeah. I knew that it, it would pass. But it was about two weeks of absolute pain and hell, and I completely understand why some people are like, do you know what? No, I, I can't. I, I can't do, do as well. This. I do as well, and I I do think it, it's really important to grasp that concept of. It might not be for everybody. Yeah. And everybody has a right to... And some people you don't know, make the milk as they well. They don't. And, and it is very <clears throat> stressful. You know, I've known women who are desperate to breastfeed and can't. Yeah. It physically does not happen. Well, if, doesn't. When I thought I couldn't, I, I, that was really hard. Hey, I you feel like, like a bit of a failure. failure. Yeah, completely. Totally. It, it was heartbreaking. So my heart does go out to people that can't do it. No, I know. I know. I know. It is hard. It is hard. But I always remember when the first time I breastfed Lola in public, I was really self-conscious and I couldn't believe that I cared because I'd always been liberal. so like, everyone should breastfeed wherever you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I felt really self-conscious. Yeah. But then once I'd done it once or twice. Well, and I think that's what, I think um, there, there should be, there should be more support around breast, breastfeeding and there should be more support, I think, from when you're, when you're out and in coffee shops and stuff. Yeah. For you know, there should be some areas where you can go and breastfeed. I mean, I I I was ushered to a toilet once. I remember. Yeah, I know people that sat yeah. in the toilet and breastfeed, and I actually think that's wrong. It's disgusting, and it's like you know, you wouldn't go in there and feed your toddler no. in a toilet. So why would you feed a baby in a toilet? Um, but there should be more sort of, you know, maybe in certain cafes, a little screen or something or somewhere that's private yeah. just for, for, for women to go. Because sometimes it, is, it isn't an easy experience. No. It isn't. And it's busy. Sometimes, you know, you're out and about and you you just got to feed your child. I've, I've fed them everywhere. Like literally. Yeah, so did I. Ikea, everywhere. Tesco, yeah. Sainsbury's, the lot. <laughs> everywhere i think i even yeah even when when i went to pick up a car in a garage yeah. <laughs> i think even my my boob came out there yeah. as well yeah definitely oh little did you use um you weren't one of their mubs that did disposable nappies were you or did you oh use... the washing no you didn't though well, i yeah. did yeah i was proper hippie when i had lola i got the washable ones Ooh. and i did do it for a while they were really good actually but I can't remember what I can't. Re- I think they leaked too much. They did because yeah. I think breastfed babies the poo's worse, well, isn't it, yeah. than bottle fed? So we, I did definitely use them with Lola, but I didn't use them with Juno. So that, I think that was because yeah. they, uh, yeah, they just. I think they leaked too much, and I mean, d- babies leak enough. Oh, they do as it is. So I didn't really need that. But yeah, I thought that was really. I got on with them. I'm all right with poo and sick and I don't stuff. Like I'm. Poo. I can deal with it. I don't it doesn't like, make me feel I don't funny. Like poo. I just don't like poo. But baby poo's just I don't like baby poo. I don't like any poo. Can we stop talking about poo? <laughs> you and your family have got an obsession with poo still to this day. <laughs> yeah. Weirdos. We haven't got an obsession, but I just whatever. I'm all right with stuff like that. So where did the where did the girls sleep? Did they co sleep with you? Did yeah, they, I co sleep yeah. from the beginning. When I brought both of them, I had to stay in. Um, overnight because they both pooed in me and but when I come home with Lola I had the cot set up by the bed like the Moses basket thingy that actually had been my eldest sister Claire's like we'd all been in it 
I'd got it from my mum and dad. Or yeah. I think Claire had it because I think her girls were in it, my, my nieces. And I put Lola in it and I think she was in it for five minutes and she started crying and I picked her up and put her on me. Yeah. And that's where she slept for two weeks uh-huh. or maybe a bit longer than that. And then I moved her down by the side of me and she slept in between me and her dad. And Aww. when she used to wake up in the night, I used to stick me boob in her mouth. And then that was it. And she'd get, well, not in, at, well, no, when she's first, with the first baby, you have to change that bum, didn't you? You have to get, yeah. and I had a really good breastfeeding pillow that my friend Lindsay sent over from America that kind of wrapped around it. you. Yeah. It was really, and you could do it up as well. It was really good. It was like a little shelf. So I'd wake up in the night. It's all a bit of a plaver, isn't it? You have to get them oh, up, yeah. put them on, do the other one, wind them, change the bum. Yeah. Like it's all a bit of... But once they're obviously older, then I would just be literally... I'd just stick the boob in the mouth. And, yeah. And nine times out of ten, they just have a little suckle and go and back to sleep anyway. And then they go back anyway. to sleep, yeah. Uh, when I stopped breastfeeding Lola, she stopped waking up in the night. And literally, immediately. So as soon as I stopped breastfeeding her, she'd no longer woke, woke up in the night. So I was like, how does that work? Uh, oh, yeah, she must yeah. have... Something must have been waking her up to feed. Yeah. And then when she realised that that wasn't happening anymore, oh. she just didn't wake up. Little cherub. Amazing, isn't it? And now she's nine years old. And now she's nine years old. Any yeah. more children? No, that was... I always thought I'd have three. And when I separated from the girl's dad, I think that was my... That was the thing that I was most upset about was the fact that I wouldn't have any more kids. Yeah. Because I knew that at that point... Yeah. But if I did meet someone else and entering into another relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be too old to... Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my pregnancies were so bad... I had, I had to, to have help looking after Lola yeah. when I was pregnant with Juno. So I'd have to have help looking after yeah. them when I was pregnant. It's not fair on them. No. And they are supposed to get work. Well, I've, I have been pregnant since. Um, yeah. I did actually have a miscarriage just before um, I separated. Um, I had a miscarriage. It was an unplanned pregnancy. Okay. I think I was about nine weeks. Okay. Nine weeks, ten weeks when I lost it. But I was even sicker with that pregnancy than I was with the, with the other two. So I knew it, this wasn't going to be getting any better. Do you no, know what I mean? That was and it, my then. friend had, she had bad pregnancies and she said that they all got worse. And a doctor actually said to her, if you have bad pregnancies, they just get worse. They don't get better. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, plus I was older. And oh, at yeah. this point, I'm like, no. I'm enjoying the stage I'm at totally. in myself yeah. with the kids. I couldn't go back to having a baby now. I bet you, I mean, I've... I would like a, another one. I did get pregnant, and then I had um, an ectopic topic pregnancy. Oh yeah! And then yeah. I lost. So that was I didn't even. I so liked... how did they find out that that was an ectopic pregnancy? Then how does that work? So another horrific story <laughs> of me ended up in hospital, <laughs> which is the story of my life basically. Yeah. So what um, what happened was I went to Italy for oh. my friend's wedding. And uh, I, I, I could not get on with the food, the Italian food at all, which was quite unusual for me. Yeah. And I kept gagging a lot. Oh, my God. At certain things. Did you know you were pregnant? No. Okay. No, I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah. But I was like, what I couldn't understand is I'd lost a little bit of weight for the wedding. And then I, when I was in Italy, I couldn't really eat a lot. But I'd put on a little bit of weight. Like yeah. You could see a little bit. Yeah. Like round the thighs, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, just a little <laughs> bit, a little bit round the tongue. <laughs> and then when we got back, I went to um, do an event for work in East Ham, and I remember being on the bus and Idris's dad had sent a picture of Idris and he'd cut all his hair off. Oh. And he had beautiful, lovely, beautiful hair. And oh, cut it off. my God. And I was so distressed and so upset that I started, like, shouting down the phone at him. Yeah. And that night, we'd gone... I'd gone to bed. He'd obviously... We went in the same house. I went to bed, and the next morning, I woke up in probably the most pain I've ever felt. And I was, it was excruciating. Oh, God. But I'd fallen in my bedroom and I'd woken up and I, hadn't re- and I didn't understand why I was on the floor. Oh, wow. And I'd lost consciousness. Oh, wow. And I realised that something serious was, yeah. was wrong and I couldn't see properly. Oh, my and I, God. And I was going in and out of consciousness. How old was Idris? He wasn't with me at the he time, was, okay. thankfully. He was with his dad. And I rang 
I rang I rang for an ambulance. Yeah. And they um they asked me to try and get down the stairs. Yeah. I fell down the stairs. <gasps> the the people on the end of the phone obviously could hear that. Yeah. I managed to get up again. They um asked me to open the front door and yeah. that there would be an ambulance and then I obviously phoned Marvin. But we'd had an argument the night before, and I think you thought I was fucking like being a drama queen, <laughs> like this one. Like she shouts down the phone at me, and then the next day, like she's all wants me to come, and I've phoned an ambulance. And when all, all I remember was the, uh, the ambulance coming through the door, and them giving me morphine. Marvin and Idris were there in my face oh as well. My God, and I didn't understand. Like the time was just so weird. Yeah. Because I I wasn't conscious. Yeah. And then I went into hospital, I went to Whips, and they said that, um, they asked me if I was pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, why would I be pregnant? Like, that's that's not, like, I can't get yeah. pregnant naturally. I can't get, so why would you ask me that? Yeah. And I remember feeling really distressed. Yeah. But the pain was, this all horrible pain, it's like excruciating. And they said, um, we're going to do a test. Yeah. I was like, oh, flip. Like, what kind of a test? They're like, just a pregnancy <laughs> test. I was like, oh, all right, then. you just got to pee on a stick. <laughs> and it came up. I was pregnant. I was about nine, ten weeks. Right. But it was ectopic. But it had grown inside my fallopian tube. Fuck. But it was so big, I, it was close to rupturing. Oh, my God. And I then was taken to emergency surgery. Um, and that was the pain. Yeah. But it's very dangerous because if it goes into your bloodstream, that's when it can poison you. Oh, so it's, God. Um, yeah, that was horrible. And I lost my, I lost my right ovary. I lost my fallopian tube, um, on the right hand side. And I lost quite a lot of, and I had a lot of scar tissue. Yeah. So yeah, that was like a moment in time where I thought, you know, I didn't know I was pregnant. I would yeah. have liked to have been pregnant. Yeah. Have, it would have been a, yeah. a nice thing. But even at, like, I'm 43 now, and I do do kind of think sometimes I'd quite like, like yeah. another one. If I did have one, I think it would be, um, like, towards the end of this year, maybe next year, but that'd be it. Yeah. I wouldn't go beyond yeah. that if I ever had one. Yeah. And if I, you know, and now I've only got one fallopian tube one over which has been tied because of IVF so I, I wouldn't be able to go to do it happen naturally oh so oh so do they do that when they have IVF then yeah they tie them they tie your tubes because Why? um there's a fluid so where they put the embryos back in yeah and obviously there's a risk of ectopic pregnancies when you have IVF right. so they clip your fallopian tubes so it doesn't get travel back and then there's this this fluid that can come out can't remember what it's called, but that can also kill off an embryo. Oh. So for for the for the sake of your embryos, yeah, they, they cut they tie them. I could have it untied. I could possibly have it untied, but that might not work. So would you go through IVF again then? Well, there's a yeah. I I was toying with the idea of possibly paying for my tube to be untied and seeing if it if it if yeah. it could happen naturally. Well, you can get pregnant naturally, can't you? You know that now. Yeah. And that is my um, brother-in-law's brother. Him and his wife had IVF and they had twins. And nine months later, she was pregnant naturally. And she was told she'd never get pregnant naturally. But it does encourage, doesn't it? It does. Women to get pregnant. But obviously, you're older now. I don't know. I think you just got to think about your life because obviously your life changes Massively. completely when you have a baby so um, i think you've i suppose you've just got to if that's what you want then brilliant go know, for it on. but it, yeah well it's yeah, a sacrifice I mean, isn't it, it is. but i don't have the same lifestyle as i had before so yes yeah know, i think it's i think i think having kids later on in life is actually quite a nice thing yep it's quite a joy keeps you young i'm glad that i did all my partying and i got that out of my system because then i, I quite enjoy now being a mum I don't feel like I've missed out on anything no in some ways I wish I would have liked to have had more kids because yeah. I really like having kids yeah I do so if I'd started earlier then I might have had more but then obviously this would have been in a different situation I because I I couldn't deal with more than two on my own no like I, I'm glad that I miscarried yeah that baby because well, well I don't know if I'd be 
in separated yeah. if I'd had a third child. Yeah. Um. Well, I certainly wouldn't have split up when I did split up. No. Do you know what I mean? Because I would have been pregnant, and I, you know, no, I wouldn't totally. have been able to go through with it. So, and I'm I'm glad for the situation that I'm in now. Yeah. Now it's like party time with Amy drinking water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. You could have at least like met me a little bit earlier, so we could have had like, darling, if we'd have met any rope, earlier, raucous nights together. <laughs> we wouldn't. I don't think we'd have any kids. No, at all. I don't think we'd have them in the house. <laughs> <laughs> taking a bath. I don't. I probably wouldn't be alive if I'd met you any earlier. No, that's Jesus. True. Um, but, you know, that's a good thing. Now, you, well, yeah. Now you check me out and drive, and I drink. Yeah, for you. <laughs> I do find it funny when I go around the supermarket and um, it just goes, are we going down the wine aisle now? And I go, <laughs> yes. And he goes, why do you drink wine, mum? And I always say, to deal with you. Yeah. To deal with you, that's why I drink wine. I definitely drank a lot more after having Lola. Well, no, I wouldn't have drunk more than because I wasn't going out partying, but I never drunk, like, I didn't drink every day. No. But I drank every day once I had kids. Did you? Yes, it got to a five o'clock and I used to be like, it's one o'clock, just to deal with the... When she was about 18 months, Hi. that age. You better be careful there's no, like, social services listening. <laughs> oh, God. Did you drink when you were pregnant? No, um, I had literally, I think I had maybe one or two glasses of wine throughout the whole thing. I really couldn't drink that's the one thing I couldn't do yeah was drink god that must have been hard for you do you know what Amy <laughs> I am um I'm teetotal at the moment <laughs> she says lying <laughs> um I couldn't drink I couldn't drink it wasn't that I didn't want to it wasn't yeah. that I felt guilty it wouldn't go down it wouldn't stay yes. down yeah 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 I felt like it was like it, 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 it gave like, me heart yeah it was so far and then whoop. yeah but I listen I was told um like a glass of red wine or a glass of wine would have no effect I yeah, don't I'd have I don't. like a glass or maybe two glasses if I, I fancied it I don't I don't believe and when it. I was breastfeeding as well I drank not yeah. a lot but if I would have I know, a glass of uh, yeah. wine or two I think I got I think there were a couple of times where I'd got shit-faced and thought, fuck, I've got breastfeed. Thankfully, I'd, like, expressed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a couple of times where I'd had, I think, like, a couple of shots of Sambuca and then gone <laughs> home and thought, that I can't give that to my but child. Then, but how long does it take for the milk to... I don't know, but, like... And my kids, because my sister, she she had kids, like, a lot earlier than me because she's like 10 years older than me but she was like oh they sleep a bit better if you have a drink That's what but that they're... never fucking no. my kids never slept anymore if I'd had a drink no I think that makes them a bit more wired probably I didn't know I honestly didn't notice any difference at all but then again it was literally like I'd drink I'd have one or two drinks I wouldn't I wasn't yeah, drinking no. a lot anyway and no. I do think by the time it goes through your body I it's mean diluted. I don't even know how milk's made do you know what I mean? Like, how does what does your body taste? No, what does it taste like? Did you never taste it? No, I didn't taste it, Amy. You're joking. Uh, no. How could you not taste it? It's like rice milk. Is it? Yeah. I had um. It's I so run weird. out of milk. I was having a cup of cocoa and I'd run out of, out of cow's milk. You did. So I topped it up with my oh, milk, but I couldn't drink Amy. it because it's such a strong. But I made it. It's food. Oh my god! It's more natural to drink breast milk than it is to drink. Cow's milk, isn't it? I just couldn't do it. Have you ever drunk just, your own? Have you ever drunk your own wee? No, I've never done that. No, I've, no, I've never done that. I bet you have. No, I, I couldn't. A, I, I bet you've I, had a little lick. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've never drunk wee. I couldn't do that. That's a bit People too far. People do that, don't they? I had um. They when I had Juno, I had my placenta encapsulated. Oh, you did. I did. So I had. I had a row with. I had a bastard midwife when I had Juno. I had a man. <laughs> I had a man. Okay. He didn't... So I had an epidural with Juno. Again, I was going to have a home birth with Juno. So I was at home. We had the pool at home, hired one, filled it up, overfilled it, flooded the kitchen. Yeah, it was a fucking... I didn't I didn't put one foot in that fucking pool because I was bouncing up on my ball. I did hypnobirthing oh, yeah. with Juno, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
I was absolutely fine. Midwife came round three centimetres, 12 hours later, still fucking 12 centimetres, three <gasps> centimetres. Um, so I had to go in because it had been going on for too long. They burst my waters for me. Yeah. Pooed in me. Same situation. You've got to be strapped to the bed, had to be induced. And I was just like, and uh, so the midwife, I wanted to go on my knees because I was in so much pain, but he yeah. was like, you can't, you've had an epidural, you can't feel no, the legs. No. I was like, I can <laughs> feel my legs. Look. <laughs> I can feel my legs. I know what I can feel because it's my body. <laughs> but he just wasn't having any. He was such a fucking arsehole. Um, and my placenta. I wanted to take my placenta home. Yeah. Oh. So someone comes and picks it up from the hospital, oh. and they take it back. And I had a smoothie made out of it oh. and tablets, which I still got some in the freezer. Actually, do not um, ever give me them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're for me for when I go through my menopause. Um, but he he was having an argument with me. He was like, "Why do you want it?" And I was like, because I want, I want it. It's mine. Why well, can't I? It was, you can't bury it in the garden because the foxes all dig it up. I was like, I don't want to fucking bury it in the garden. I'm getting tablets made. Why? I was like, I don't want to go through this right now. I want to take my does it actually? Home. Does it actually? Or is it just some like celebrity thing that? See, I. It's a bit like you know. Oh, I just like the idea of it. <laughs> I don't know if it helped. I mean, I had all them problems, didn't I? After I had Gina with me face aids. Yeah. So it definitely didn't help there. But the smoothie, they it's like a 50p pence size bit of placenta that they put in a smoothie made with loads of berries. All I could taste was the berries. It didn't taste of anything else. And then I had the tablets made. I had a tincture made, which I've never done anything with, that you're supposed to put yeah. in like. Weirdo. But I don't, I don't know whether it helped me. I like the idea of it. Yeah. No. So. You're on your own with that one. Yeah. I'm, yeah. There's, there are some things that people do that I do think, oh my god, like you just no, that's not gonna, not gonna work. The thing is, that I don't, I don't know if I would have been a lot worse if I hadn't have done it. It's like the amber necklaces, isn't it, with the teething? Yeah. My girls had them. Their teething was amazing. They didn't have any issues at all. I don't know if that was the amber necklace or they would have been like that anyway. Yeah. I know? had that giraffe thing. Yeah, yeah, Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. Yeah. Love yeah, I used to love that. Yeah, they girls did. And what I used to do as well as I used to cut up bananas um, into manageable like sizes and freeze them. Yes, and that's yeah. what I used to like biting on. Yeah, things like that. Like there's there's a lot. Some of kids things... have really bad nappy. They have really bad, yeah, bad nap- in, yeah. like, acid in their poo or whatever, yeah. isn't it? And they really and they, suffer. And their cheeks. Get yeah, really bad. there was somebody at the, the gym, uh, not at the gym, at the swimming pool. And her cheeks were so red and it just oh. looked awful. I mean, it's such pain, isn't it? It is awful. It's awful. But then it's weird again, isn't it, how some kids have it really bad and some kids, and some kids, don't. kids don't at all. No, I know. I know. Anyway, we have come to the end of our <laughs> session, Amy. <laughs> that was good therapy. It's like, it is like a bit like it therapy. Is therapy. Isn't it? Yeah. It is therapy. It is therapy. Talking. Well, I, sometimes you haven't heard these stories for so you haven't said these stories yeah. for so long that they they're buried so deep. So it's quite nice to unearth them. It is. So what's next week? I don't know yet. We'll think. Yeah, something exciting. I think we'll get off babies. <laughs> I think we'll get maybe dating. Oh yes, dating. That'll be exciting. Oh god, the world of internet dating. It, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's your dating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love. Bye. Love you. Bye. So that was pregnancy and birth yeah. and breastfeeding. I would just like to say, because oh, I did really slag off the fact that I had a male midwife. I wasn't slagging it off because he was male. I was just slagging <coughs> it because he was a bit of a dickhead. Dick. But yeah, I'm not I'm not against male midwives. I think it's good men getting involved. We're caveating this, aren't we? <laughs> That's what they say. That's but, what they say in my work all the time. Is it? Oh, I'm just going to caveat this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you want to Google it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so, um, and if you want to find anything more out about placenta encapsulation, Google it. There are plenty of people around. I still like the idea of it. I don't know whether it worked or not. I'm actually but... screwing up my face still about <laughs> placenta encapsulated or anything to do with ingesting your placenta. Well, it's, it's part of you, isn't it? It's in yeah, you. I know, but we don't need to go into it again. Okay. It's actually um, put me off my lunch. Oh, whatever. We love the NHS. We love the NHS. I do love the NHS. I love the NHS. I mean, oh my God. Like, they're responsible for me having a child. Yeah, because you had a lot of problems, didn't you? Yeah, I had my IVF. Yeah? 
Yeah, and without IVF, I would not have been able. I wouldn't have been able to afford it. So, yeah, and all the other things. Love the IVF. Love, love, love the NHS. Um, and yeah, uh, breastfeeding. There's lots of support groups around for breastfeeding. There are there are loads. Yeah, there is help and support out there. But if, as always, we're always happy to give advice yeah. and help or point you in the right direction. So if you want to contact us. Or Amy can give you some diagrams <laughs> on what to do with their own breasts. I mean, they might be hitting the floor a lot. This <laughs> it's not my fault. They've shrunk. They've got longer. Oh, no. It's age. That's what happens. Mine haven't. Mine are oh, perky. fuck off. Um, perky Sue over here. <laughs> Whatever. So mum and mama pod... Mama, Mama, Pop, subscribe, subscribe. Um, send us an e- send us an email. Send us an you know. Share a, your stories. Yeah, let we us like know. A story. And we are actually looking for really amazing um, women and men um, who who want to share their story with us yep. um, and do a podcast. We're happy to um, facilitate that. Yeah, uh, definitely. If you feel like process. you'd like to get involved, then please let us know. Or if you want to remain anonymous and you have something that you'd like to share and you'd like us to um, you'd like us to share that with the world, then let us know what that is and yes. and we can um, we can let the world know. And also, if you offer a support service for yeah. breastfeeding or you encapsulate placentas or anything and you want us to give you a shout out then get in touch yeah, as well definitely all right take care and we'll see you next week toodaloo bye bye work hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.